Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Uh, it's the Kickstart Odyssey again. Um, we are gradually working our way through an episode of Kickstart. Um, I've forgotten what the keywords are now for this one on YouTube because we've been announcing it, haven't we? I'll just quickly have a look. Yeah, if you just look for part one, full season, kickstart, 1986, motorcycle trials, trial, part one. And that's the one you're looking for. Uh, But just put in full season, kickstart, 1986, and it'll come up. And it's the first one. And as we said, apologies, because it hasn't got that anthemic theme tune at the beginning of the the YouTube clip. Yeah. Whichever idiot has put this up on YouTube hasn't included. Yeah, which uh, is the best thing about it. Yeah, well, you can find that elsewhere as well. You put in Kickstart theme tune and it'll come up on YouTube. Mm. That's the magic of the internet. So we were halfway through the um, the first round, six contestants, and we had just seen Harold Crawford of Northern Ireland. Um, very much an old man's name, that Harold Crawford, isn't it? That's oh, it's a great name. name. Somebody you'd expect to be 75 years My of age name. now. Oh, yes. It's Harold Crawford. <laughs> An old thespian, almost. Yeah. Harold Crawford. Yes, I trod the boards back in the 1950s. From Stratford back to Salisbury when, and back. Back back when there was a theatre in every town. Sometimes three or four. Repertory companies. We would do a play one week and then move on to another town. It's where we learned our craft, darling. Harold Crawford there. Um, Harold Crawford, though, missed the long jump. Uh, uh, rode past a massive advert for Norwich Union Insurance. Yeah. I, I don't know whether that broke any laws. Did we talk about uh, that before, the way they just says Norwich Union? Yeah, okay. It just says Norwich Union Insurance. Yeah. yeah. Norwich Union uh, Insurance. That's the no ad. catchphrase. Take it no or logo. leave it. No, no design <laughs> whatsoever. <coughs> Nothing Can you imagine it's, Sir it's John fun. Norwich Union? Right, yeah, we. I've managed to get us some space on uh, Top Gear. Yeah, no, I know it's a BBC programme, but um, let's just say I called in a favour. Now, I need to get something not top pronto. Yeah, uh, Top Gear. What? That was yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Kickstart. Yeah, so just just get a big black anything, bit big black a bit of tarpaulin, and I want you to write on it in what colour? Anything? Yellow, white? I don't. I don't give a fuck. 
Just write the following. Have you got a pen? Take this down. Norwich. Yeah. Union. Yeah. Insurance. Big as you like. Yeah. <laughs> but I want it to fit. I want the letters to all be the same size. Don't make Norwich Union too big and then have to make insurance little at the no. end. Or, you know, or space or, it or out. Or all squished up. Or sometimes That's what I'm paying you where for. you write PTO right down in the bottom because you run out of space, you have to turn it round to see the last couple of letters. Don't Fuck want that. that. That's unprofessional. <laughs> that is unprofessional. It's the sort of, sort of stuff I'd expect from my kids. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. Massive advert for Norwich Union Insurance. Harold Crawford rides past it. It comes off the log. He falls on the staircase uh, obstacle and then... They did the freeze frame of doom, which is where uh, they just freeze frame it and basically just say, we're not going to show you any more of this torturous escapade. Uh, see if his brushes. Yeah, this is embarrassing. Um, it's it's just, you know, he'll want to watch this when he's older and he's not going to get any pleasure from it. Yeah. And it was a four minute, 27 second round. Um, do you know what though, mate? Then, you, you tweeted something what? very astute the other day that I meant to say to you. I always do, I and think. It, yeah. And it was about match of the day and how it's torturously and unnecessarily long. Oh, I was going to talk about this on Monday, I forgot. Yeah, and and yeah. Yeah, and you're you're totally right about that. It's why I never watch match of the day. It's too late for me anyway, and even if I start to watch it, it's like, by the end, it's just like impossible, you know. Fucking hour and a half long, But, but, but what they're doing here with Kickstart is the is is the correct approach and it's not dissimilar to the approach that you suggested. It's like with the shit games, just show the goals. And that's sort of what yeah. they're doing here. You know, they don't bother showing you the full so called highlights of someone who's fucking been shit. They just cut mm. it. Do you know what I mean? It's the same principle. Yeah. Fucking do that do that in the Sunday morning repeat if you want to do that. Yeah. Make it an hour and a half long. Show twelve minutes of each game like you you reckon you're contractually obliged to do. Mm. But fucking hell, it just goes on and on and I on. I know they chitter chatter in between. Who cares? Oh God, yeah. Far too much. What of that. do you think? I think this. Right. What do you think? I think this. Yeah. Right. What do you right. think? I think this. Right, on to the next game. Alan, Alan, you've picked out five moments from Leeds versus fucking Yeah. I can't even think of any teams in the fucking Leeds Premier League. Versus Leeds versus Everton. Everton. Five moments from this 1-1 draw. Yeah. Let's have a look at them. No one no, gives don't. a fuck. Even Alan Shearer doesn't give a fuck. Gary Lineker doesn't give a fuck. Who gives a fuck? No one even making the show. They're just going through. They have to do it. It's just got so bloated. Stick it on for 50 minutes. And also... Pick the three best games. Uh, show the highlights of them. Can't drop the increasingly fucking mad cocaine-driven virtual studios? Well, we've talked, we've spoken about this before. This just when you screams watch, when you of cocaine. Show, you, you, you look at that set with fresh eyes. <laughs> you know, pretend you've never seen it before. You have a look at it, and it's like, what the this fuck is, is this? This is ludicrous. <laughs> this is yeah. this is like fucking Rick Wakeman doing a rock opera yeah. with like a thousand yeah. keyboards around him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That that's what I'm it's saying. In, it, this is Oasis's third <laughs> album. This is Oasis. Yeah, is, Match of the day has become Oasis' third album, Be Here Now, when Noel has bought a house called Supernova Heights, right? And he's yeah. just fucking doing so much primo gack, right? That he, had, he can't write a single song without the fucking accompaniment of a thousand-piece fucking orchestra with him, you know? That is totally. Match of the Day. 
And well, it's it's over the decades the Premier League has become this bloated spectacle mm. and this product that everyone is supposed to bow down to and accept that it's the greatest thing in football. Which you fucking yeah. championships are better league. Said this before, but match of the day is just indicative of that it's just grown more and more bloated over the years it's pleased with itself pleased with itself it's pleased with itself and that really for me I mean when we were at West Ham at the weekend my um they were caught they you know they read out the team this is West Ham's team today and they read out names and everyone cheers to varying degrees the players names (laughs) right yeah I always feel that's awful that bit I keep my mouth shut throughout because I just think it's awful yeah. when someone go they go Declan Rice and everyone goes and stands up right and then they'll say someone else and it's just like there's no booze mm. as such but it's just a little bit lacklustre by comparison Muted applause. and I just feel yeah. for the player and as my mum always says I feel for their mums and actually I, I oh, do yeah, feel if their mums are there and they their mums will always be there uh, I reckon and, yeah. it, and it is a bit upsetting so I don't like that but then they read out the, the Man City players names and uh, my mate said to me, they shouldn't even fucking do this. They shouldn't read out the names of the opposition team. They shouldn't yeah. put it up on the screen either. Fuck them. It's, this is a home yeah. game. And it should be that we do everything within our power, within the rules, to basically make them feel uncomfortable. That is, yeah. that is the home. That's what the home advantage is all about. Of course. And he said, now, sometimes you wouldn't know whether it was a home game or a away game at West Ham I mean you know there are plenty of City fans wandering about in City shirts there at the weekend you know it was there was no hostility or anything but you know West Ham and City fans have a strangely sort of affectionate relationship with each other in okay. any case which is sort of historical quite odd but it's always been the case but um yeah it's really hard to distinguish like and the, the tribalism has been taken out of it and we were saying that it's because it is no longer about the clubs. It's about the league. This is a Premier League yeah. game. This is not West Ham yeah. versus Man City. This is the Premier League. It's it's entertainment. Yeah, it's the Premier League and it could be any game. doesn't really matter. But it's a Premier League game. That's what matters most. And, and the teams are an afterthought. Do you know what I mean? don't know if I'm mm. explaining that right. But I, f- I feel that's what it is. And it's like they're obsessed and so pleased with their own brand. Ultimately, the idiots who come up with these marketing strategies are, as we've discussed before, most of them aren't fucking football fans anyway. They're pricks who fucking Mm. probably go to rugby, right? And that is why they fundamentally misunderstand. The, The Premier League is popular around the world because of the way that it was forged amidst a fucking atmosphere of tribalism. Right, because that's where all the passion yeah. comes from. That's what led to its yeah. growth. Now they're trying to remove all that. You know, at West Ham, they've put up a banter wall this season. They've put up a wall that divides. What? Yeah, they put up a wall that divides. There's a corner of the ground where, I mean, you know, the atmosphere problems at, at the London Stadium have been well documented and and to be honest, exaggerated by most. But there's a one section of the ground where. You know, the the away fans and the home fans have just a few rows in between them. And there's a lot of back and mm. forth in most games, which is a bit of fun, mm. isn't it? And it's never, yeah. they never get to each other. I mean, it's all that bullshit. I see outside and all that. But it's a mm. particularly passionate spot in the ground, particularly when we play one of our rivals. This year, we turned up on Sunday. Don't worry about that, mate. They've built a wall so you can't see them. 
Oh, right. So you can't do any verbals or any of that running your finger across your throat. <laughs> banter barrier. There's a banter barrier. They put <laughs> on a banter that. barrier. But, you know, as if, well, it, yeah. it ties into what you're saying. As if there isn't enough sort of removing all the tribalism and the passion from it and making it... Oh, that's shit. And that they've actually put a wall up. And it's not like it's not like it's the 80s where they, they could have gone, well, you know, fans keep breaking through and there are huge, like, grotesque physical confrontations. It's not like that. It's literally a little bit of verbals, right, once in a while. And they've gone, no. And there's a huge, really ugly opaque wall not a fence a wall and it's so high that you cannot the the home fans in the away fans in their section cannot see the home fans and vice versa how pathetic i mean i remember a few years ago me and my boy went to man united away Mm. got beat three dull obviously um but we were sitting right on the edge of the away section Mm. where the gap was between obviously there was some tarpaulin between Mm the home and the away fans, but there was one guy who was sitting adjacent to us in the Manchester United bit, and he just spent the entire 90 minutes giving it verbals to our fans. Didn't watch any of the match at all. He was just there to do that. And I thought, well, it's a niche interest. I think I know the bloke, because I had the exact same experience at Old Trafford about five years ago. Might be the same fella. And the bloke was just running up and down, and he kept shouting at us, you're dead! Because we went one nil up at one point, we all stood up and were cheering, and he's going, you're dead! You're dead! Outside, you're dead! (laughs) Come on, mate, no, we're not. (laughs) No one died. (laughs) Once again, no one died. But the... um, there, there has been some funny instances over the years of all that when you're up close with just a small division between you, like one line of stewards. And mm. the worst, most embarrassing one I ever saw, uh, which was Man City West Ham about 12 years ago and at Man City. And we were there and there was a group of blokes behind us, probably about the same age that I am now. So it was like, and and a, and a few and a few of them, they were obviously a big group of mates in their forties, and a few of them had brought their sons, the sons who were just right. about old enough to have a drink, right? Mm. So there was there was one lad, like sort of a gormless adolescent, who was with them, you know, in his stony and all the rest of it. It was that kind of vibe <laughs> where you've got your kiddies first stony for an away trip to Man City, right? And he, he was, was an a- apprentice, yeah, an apprentice <laughs> idiot, right? And he's gone. And he's obviously been on the piss with his dad and his and his mm. dad's mates all day, and God knows what else. And he has really found himself wanted, and he's all over the place, right? But he's still just about sentient enough to get involved <laughs> and give it the big. And he's obviously seen, he's watched the fucking business or Green Street a couple of times the night before to psych himself up, right? And yeah. he's and all the city fans are giving a few verbals and West Ham are giving it back a little bit, but not too much because, as I said, that those fans usually get on. And he has got up and he's all over the place. I'm, we're looking, me and my mates are looking. This kid's going to puke or pass out or something. And he's getting up and he's doing loads of really over the top, unnecessary verbals to these city fans. And the city <laughs> fans are all men. The ones sitting closest to us are not kids like him. They're blokes, yeah. right? And he's. And they're, so they're sort of ignoring him, but then he does the worst thing that a Southern fan can do. The most obnoxious thing, which is he's got a fucking £20 note out of his wallet. Oh, I right? knew you were going to say that. Yeah. And he started waving it. And even all the West Ham fans around him are just thinking... Just one £20 note. Yeah, exactly, as well. <laughs> not a bunch you know. of them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but obviously <laughs> everyone's thinking, no one does that anymore. It's not the 80s. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just sit, loads of money. Sit down, be, stop being silly. And he's going... Aah! 
anything before and all of this, right? And the City fans are just like, fuck off, like that, not really rising to it too much. Jalapeño. Jalapeño. But then, as it got towards half-time, the, the kids obviously thought, I'm going to fucking throw up here. So he stumbled along. He obviously wanted to wait till half-time until his dad and all his mates are walking up the steps so he doesn't have to do that walk of doom up the steps yeah. past all the City fans who he's just been winding up with his £20 antics, right? So, so and it, but he can't wait because he's going to throw up. He's going, I'm going to puke. So he stumbled out of the seat and he's trying to run up the long line of steps to get to the exit, right? But it's like running the gauntlet. And as he runs up, every fucking City fan stands up and they are shouting, they are chucking things, they are giving him so much shit, right? This kid gets off and I'm like, this is horrible. He's got, he's a young lad, he's off his face. And there must, it felt like there was 5,000 big Larry Manx fucking shouting abuse right up at him, right? Yeah. And I'm not joking, the kid stopped halfway up the stairs and I thought he was going to throw up, but he didn't throw up. Do you know what he started doing? He started crying. He started crying. He started crying. And this is the funniest bit, right? He started crying and every West Ham fan watching was just like head in hands. Oh no, he's crying. And the funniest bit was... All the City fans started singing really loudly. Where's your famous ICA? Uh, <laughs> they're like laughing. Over, Where's your famous ICA? As this gormless, lanky teenager in his Stone Island. His cry, like crying like a baby. It was awful. It, it was awful. And I'd like to say it was humiliating, but I was more just like, it was just fucking funny. Do you know what I mean? It was funny. Well, and it was a lesson learned now, for that lad as well. Well, he'll not remember it, will he? No, probably not. Probably. He was, he was doing... He, it was a Callum Mawson moment, wasn't it? Yeah. Years before Callum Mawson. But then the, there you go. And now we've got the banter wall. And now that's been I removed. Know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who got hurt that day? Some feelings what? were hurt. Sure, on both <laughs> sides. But they'll get over that. Everyone, Short term. Most people had fun. And some people learned an important life lesson. But yeah, now, if, that's if all gone. If indeed they remembered it. Yeah. That's all gone. And the, in, in summation, the Premier League is basically a dog that will not stop licking its own balls. And that, that's, that's what <laughs> exactly it is. Exactly right, yeah. And match of the day is a big part of that, and it needs to be. It needs to have its wings clipped because it's ridiculous. Mm. And I mean, Neat. loads of people did did agree with that tweet, of and course. they said, "No one says." Uh, oh, I think. I mean, you got to be a right cunt to go. Well, I think it's the correct end. I'd like it longer. I'd like yeah. all the games to be ninety minutes. <laughs> well, well, like people were saying, they they record it or they start watching it later so they can mm. fast forward through all the bullshit in between That's the games. That's a good games. idea. Yeah, just, I mean, I think if you've got Sky Sports now, if you've got Sky Q or whatever it is, you can just go to each match and you watch yeah. three minutes highlights of each game. That's all you need. It's much better. I, mean, I don't know what enough. the ratings are for match a day, but I remember in the nineties when they first brought it back with Des Lynam. And it was it was huge appointment to view during yeah. your Euro '96 era, right? Yeah. You're all up on the hooch and and Caffrey's and cocaine at that hour, and you're having a fucking match of day party with your mates back mm. in them days. I don't I don't know whether people it must have much smaller viewing figures nowadays. Everyone's seen the goals on their fucking phone as soon as they go yeah. in. I think yeah, there's exactly. a load of vested interest. You got Lineker, and I won't say a word against Gary. Because you know he's my dream best friend, right? Yeah. But he's on all that dough, 
and then you got Shearer and whoever else they have on it now, right? They're all on loads of money. There's a big amount of money going into this show. So they sort of like, no one's going to fucking turn around and go, do you know what? We could save ourselves a shit ton of money, drop the presenters all together and just say, and now follows a highlights package, a 20-minute highlights package of all today's Premier League action. Mm. Bang. Well, what did you used to have in the 80s? You had Jimmy Hill. Yeah. And that was it. Jimmy Hill would present it and then a pain about one or two things that had happened and then move on to the next game. I mean, uh, even, even when it was... It was it was, it was was Des Lynham and it was Gary Lineker as a pundit and Alan Hansen. Yeah. Or Trevor Brooking. Mm. That that was about the right format. Yeah. It didn't go into fucking five things we might have not... You might not have noticed <sighs> They're always chasing versus fucking pop, Everton. They're always chasing popular culture as well on Match of the Day. So now football fan culture exists online and the tropes exist online there are youtubers and people on social media creating football content and i always feel like match of the day is a slightly rickety old um, old man kind of mm. catching on to little trends trying to get with it like a, a few years too late so when they do five good five bad it's sort of like that came 10 years after soccer am yeah. started thinking yeah. of very funny little features to do yeah, match yeah. Day, oh, maybe we better get on that they always get on late and then do a shitter version yeah that's a match of the day too though. that's the looser oh yeah that's the cool one version, isn't it? is, that, Mark is that Mark Chapman yeah that's the yeah. cool one isn't it I prefer that one yeah Thing with, I know you, you've got very strong feelings about Lineker but Lineker is not funny and Lineker needs to be told that he's not funny because his, his endless <laughs> fucking puns and you. comedy lines. And, 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 and it, How dare oh, you, I'm Andy. sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I know that you can't no. be. You can't be that seen man. to be agreeing with this. That no. man is no. hilarious. No, no. I mean that tweet he did last week about the bra after the England women's team won the Euros, which there was outrage about quite rightly because it was fucking bullshit. And he he doubled down on it, and mm. you know he just someone I don't Does know he why he thinks he's funny. He massively he is believes a good his presenter. He, he he's a good presenter. I, I would say he's the sort of bloke. My diplomatic analysis of of Lineker's humour is is this, and and we all know people like this. I think I'd say there are some people who have a sense of humour but are not funny themselves. Yeah, and they're fine by me. Yeah, people like that. It's that. He's a bright fella. He's bright, He's and he bright knows fella. what is and isn't funny, apart from when it's coming out of his own gob sometimes. Exactly. The, the, his problem is, is that he makes puns, and then he looks too pleased with himself about them, because he does a little, yeah. like, rice smiles. If yeah, you get yeah. it, the ones who are smart do. Anyway, if you know, you know. Exactly. And again, like a dog that won't stop licking its own balls, it's all part of the whole Premier League package. That's what, that's what he is. He's 61. He mm. needs to stop doing shit like that. Like that fucking tweet he did. Well, I can't remember what it was now. Something to do with bras, wasn't it? Something to do with bras, wasn't it? Um, oh, he did. He did delete it in the end. Apparently, um, it was um, a play on words of bra non. All bra instead none. of bar non. That's. I mean, I hate puns anyway, bra related ones or not. Uh, puns are bullshit, and they usually are just for like the witless. So, mm. but listen, if I see Gary out walking his new dog near the pond or something like that, I'll have a little word and I will offer to write Just, him some material. I'll go, listen, mate. You should do that. I can see yeah. you want to be funny. Um, I can You're see not good it. at it. 
I can see like a situation here, right? You're gorgeous and brilliant and were an amazing goal scorer for England. I am none of those things, but I am, trust me, Gary, hilarious. Yeah. Why don't I start writing some of your little um, one-liners for in between? Yeah. I've got, the I've got this tree. podcast, Gary, and it's got about four thousand listeners. But each, <laughs> each one of those listeners will confirm to you laugh that I'm very funny and laugh and laugh. <laughs> now, listen, Jimmy Hill, uh, my mate Todd, is in a play at the moment um, in Vauxhall, and he told me the other day that What's the play, play was written by a man called Jimmy Chin. And I went, Jimmy Chin is what you say in the fucking playground when you're a kid, when you think someone's lying, right? Yeah. And then we went into it and we realised that different people had different versions depending on what era they grew up in. And yeah, it yeah. started out, in, like, we would say things like Chinny Recon or Chinny mm. Boo. And sometimes you'd just be, as if you wanted to be really subtle, when one of your mates was bullshitting, you'd just, you wouldn't actually say anything, but you'd start rubbing your chin and scratching it a lot yeah i go oh god my chin's really itchy today if you were being clever right but it's always chinny reckon it was all chin related and then we started trying to look into the like you know where it all derived from and uh i think it's the and jimmy hill seems to be the source of it so my question for you andy dawson is why was jimmy hill and his chin why did it become synonymous with lying shorthand for bullshit I don't know because we didn't do chinny recon at my school didn't you I was only aware of it when I saw Newman and Badil doing it on so you never said uh, Jimmy Hill I don't think we did I can't remember it chinny recon came later that was like my era but in the 70s when my brother's at school people just said Jimmy Hill I can't remember doing that might have been a southern thing Mm. I'm sure northern listeners will get in touch and see oh we did it all the time yeah, but um, this was this was shiny rock. I asked, I, I asked my daughter. I said, "Do they still have um, terms um, or idioms for when you believe mm. one of your friends or associates to be either lying or stretching the truth for effect?" And you can imagine mm. what my daughter's like. What? <laughs> pub car park? What? what are you talking about? What is a pub car? <laughs> What's this pub car park all over again? Yeah. <laughs> right, left and right. No one has left and right anymore. It's not the 80s. You just go where you want to go. You either say that way or that way. Left and right. We're not posh. That's the other thing. She thinks everything's posh, right? <laughs> it's like, it's not posh. Well, left and right's posh. It's not posh to say left and right. <laughs> Maybe she gets that from me, from me saying things like stairs at all. Can, your, can right. your kids tell the time using a standard clock? <laughs> clock it up on a know. wall because mine can't I think maybe not I don't, I think maybe no, not it's all no. digital now so I said to her chinny recon chin Jimmy Hill itchy chin she was like she just looks at me and I say things like that like you are an what why are you even wasting oxygen you yourself so much this is pathetic and I said come on don't be like that you know there must be something it might not be to do with chins but it must be something she told me that it was she claimed, but she might be on the wind-up, that it was cap, not crap, cap. That's C-A-P. Someone tells you something, right. such as, oh, I did a backflip in maths, and yeah. you just go, that's cap. Cap? Yeah, no idea. I said, I said, I said to her, um, tell me, what is the derivation of that? Derivation. Mm. And she just, I think she just was like, I'm not in, this conversation's over. 
You, you <laughs> yeah, ridiculous, you, disgusting had, excuse for a man. You, you've had your 30 seconds now. Go fuck off. Yeah. So <laughs> fucking are. Why are you stop asking me things? Who the fuck do you think you are to sit there and ask me these ridiculous questions? About my life. Yeah. <laughs> My or my culture. opinions, or my thoughts. Just <laughs> go away. Just give me the money. Give me some money, and then shut your mouth. Oh, and also give me a lift to where I need to go. Yeah. <laughs> at any time, whenever I demand it. Day or night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we laugh, but my God. <laughs> Brutalised <laughs> by these people. Oh, um... Yeah, we're not really going to get into kickstart here, are we? I really <laughs> thought that there was a lot of value in the match of the day thing. The discussion. Oh, it needed to be mm. said. Yeah, I was. I was kicking myself because I didn't mention it on Monday because I was. Well, this is just for IFS only, and it's nice to yeah. sometimes give them the most important and incisive opinions. Well, this will go out free to air in nine months, which will be towards the end of the season. So you know what will match have changed? Will it might have got be cancelled by Who then. Knows? Hopefully it'll be no, Gary Lineker. Gary Lineker hopefully might be they'll be doing it in a fucking broom cupboard, like the one, the actual one that, that Philip Schofield used yeah. to use. And Lineker exactly. will have a little hand puppet that he does it with, which actually, to be honest, would be a million times more watchable if there was a little puppet like a Gordon the Gopher or Red the Duck style geezer next to Lineker, and he goes, "What's coming up next?" Ed the Duck, and he goes, oh, really? It's Leeds versus Southampton. Well, let's see how they go on. Oh, don't be cheeky, Ed the Duck. (laughs) That's the future. All right, we'll be back with the uh, kickstart thing again next week. Um, Oh, and it's going to be later today because we're doing two episodes for this week for each of the IFS things so we'll we'll have another go at doing kickstart and knock it out later on uh, thanks very much and goodbye bros goodbye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.